This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. You're listening to the Auburn Express. Powered by the Wall Report. All aboard the AM departure from platform 334, the Auburn Express. We're running on time and expecting no hiccups. Doing the work, hard work, to bring you the best Auburn sports content you'll find anywhere. Hugh Freeze pulls off a win, drops 59 on UMass in the opener. Ike and I were there. Be Will got to watch via the televisions. Um, so there's a lot we don't see sitting in the press box. Uh, but I did get a chance to rewatch it a couple times since last night. Uh, I, uh, I'm assuming you got a chance to rewatch at some point between last night and today. Uh, a little bit. I've I mean, my my rewatch was not just an all the way through. I was cutting it up for film, so it was a little bit slower uh, to get to that. But I watched a little bit of the first half so far. I've got a lot more film watching left to do, though. Yeah, I also have to do the slow mo film watching. Uh, there were some things. Again, I watched the the replay. Uh, if you have ESPN Plus, you can actually go on there and just replay the game at any any point. Uh, they cut out a significant amount of the commercials, so that's kind of nice. Uh, anyway, jumping back in here, Hugh Freeze pulls off the win. Uh, we gave our immediate reactions on the post game. I was able to join live for a few minutes uh, from Jordan Hare on the field. Uh, but, I what... What did you see yesterday? What was your immediate takeaway from Hugh Freeze's opener at home? Um, what I saw was the the ability for us to go fast is definitely going to be something that's going to cause offenses problems. This team um, did a really good job of when they wanted to go tempo, getting there, getting lined up really quickly, getting to the next play, and it wasn't just... I always have to give the caveat when I start to do this because people get upset. When we previously had an up-tempo coach, it seemed as if the first play was automatically going to be a handoff, right? They were doing tempo to try to get to a handoff quickly and hopefully they could catch you. That didn't really seem to be the case. When we were going tempo, they actually were calling plays at the line of scrimmage and just going really fast with those plays and seeing how the defense was lined up previously, hoping to catch them in a similar coverage or similar uh, alignment and then do something based upon that. It's almost as if they had two plays called uh, ready for that next play to go in there. Uh, doing a really good job of that for a team that has not been together for a long time. I thought that was impressive. Uh, I thought the offensive line looked good. I thought our defense came out a little sluggish, but Ron Roberts, uh, hit the way that he adjusted his defensive play calling to say, all right, enough of this. And was just like, y'all gonna have to deal with different people coming from everywhere now. We're not going to just that he want I think he wanted to keep it base early and see if we could just play man up with them. Unfortunately, that didn't work on the first drive. Second drive, he was like, forget all that. I'm sending people. 
I'm sending them from everywhere. It wasn't necessarily uh-huh. blitzes. It was just, all right, I'm, I'm going to send the star right here, and we're going to drop the jack. I'm, I'm going to send the jack. I'm going to send a linebacker. Y'all are getting a different body coming from a different place every single time, and that was thoroughly confusing them offensively. Uh, loved what I saw overall from this team, even without them having to really go into their bag. Uh I got a lot more I could say, but I'll let you guys talk a little bit. So, uh, Brian, you got a chance to watch with a more critical eye, obviously getting to see the television broadcast. Um, before you get into specifics, how terrible were the ESPN announcers during this one? It was, not good. Sh- it was not good. <laughs> it was not good. It was not good. <laughs> no, no, it was not good. I, I didn't want to listen, but um, I was at I was at the mercy of, of what was available on YouTube TV. I know a lot of people do the thing where you sync it up with the radio, and, yeah, <laughs> but I have I still haven't made that a priority yet. We might have to get that going here soon. Uh, if we keep getting Beth Moens on the call, like she said something last night that made me stop and, and look like this. I can't remember what it was. It was actually incorrect information. Whatever she said, it was. I can't remember. Anyway, that was not great. Mm. The game was great though, but the game was great. It was okay, a very entertaining game. Were you as annoyed with them calling Robbie Ashford a running back? Oh yeah, oh <laughs> that was yeah, that, that, that was one yeah. thing, but that wasn't that wasn't her. That was him. He was like, yeah, yeah Robbie yeah, Ashford, yeah. he's basically a running back. I was like, oh bro, he All will right. he, he will never give you an interview. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it was it was uh, it was it was it was annoying uh, to say the least. I thought I might just throw that in there. Our chat loves to talk about uh, how annoying the ESPN announcers could be. Uh, I thought some of you might be tickled by that on the rewatch. I was I was equally. I mean, they really sent out the D team for that. Uh, however, um, and they also, uh, before we get into the breakdown, kept selling that we were supposed to get some grand explanation yeah, about Jarquez Hunter, Hunter after the game. After yeah. the game. Yeah, right? I, I was like, what? And I was like, where are, they getting, where are they getting that from? Uh, I had no idea where they were getting that from. Uh, so it seems like they made that up. Um, but <laughs> they said we were told we'd get an explanation after the game. And, uh, well, yeah, nobody on the beat was told that. <laughs> yeah, I can tell you that much. Uh, so they were the only ones that were told if, if they were told at all. Some, they went and asked somebody, Jarquez Hunter's not starting yet. Yeah. 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 We'll, we'll talk about it later. Get out of my face. Probably. Yeah, probably <laughs> right. Yeah. right. He's like, don't uh, call me. I'll call you. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Brian, again, you got to watch with a more critical eye, uh, kind of break, you know, seeing it with, slow-mos and replays what you know what was your takeaway what did you see you know how is this different from what we've seen from Auburn in the past well to to Ike's point offensive operation looked fluid and well that was a big surprise to me because again most of these guys just got here almost all of our starters just got here on offense I did not expect us to look fluid I expected some rough patches I expected us to look a little discombobulated at times but we didn't for the most part it was working like it was supposed to work. Now, that doesn't mean every route was crisp or every route decision was correct or every throw was crisp, so on and so forth. But they lined up with a good idea of what they wanted to do. Mm-hmm. And like to Ike's point, there wasn't like, hey, no, 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 go. Like, I didn't see guys having to correct re- correct themselves, go to the other side of the formation because they were supposed to be yeah. on this side. They like, that stuff wasn't lined up, bro. Like, right, was, like they didn't have problems efficient. getting lined up. So one thing that stuck out to me the most the defense right what I just said was that well at first they were like we're just gonna go man on man and see what we can do we can't we could not just play like we intended to play and it work mm. and that they were like, this is the game where that should work 
This is the one game where that should work. Maybe two. Maybe Sanford will be a similar type game as well. This was a game where you should be able to line up and physically impose your will. We couldn't quite do that. And that was a little concerning. I saw some linebackers bouncing off guys out of position, missing a tackle or two. That first half, man, I didn't... I don't expect us to get every tackle. I don't know if it's specific to a defensive coordinator or specific to a head coach. What I do know is that we didn't miss a lot of tackles under Kevin Steele. For all his pluses and minuses, I might not want him to be on my team, (laughs) Kevin Steele, but he had our dudes tackling. We tackled top to bottom under Kevin Steele. Zacoby McClain tackled well in the Harson era. Since then, it's been like hit or miss with do you tackle well or do you not? That's what stuck out to me. That's the one thing that worries me the most about where we are right now. Just after game one, tackling wasn't sound from everywhere. And linebackers being somewhat out of position or or taking a, a bad angle or the defensive line not being able to dominate a lesser FBS team in UMass. Those are the two things that most concern me. But again, the offense was nothing but positive, man. We weren't going to be crisp 100%. Nobody's going to be crisp 100% right out the gate. But everything that we should have seen as far as progress, ability to run the ball, getting guys open, those things happened. I am happy with those things. It was a great start. Yeah. Uh, it It was a very good start, I think, to me for the Hugh Freeze era. He had a quarterback who came in after the spring who earned the start. Uh, You know, you put together an offense essentially in an offseason, and he was very true to his word about doing what was there, like taking what is there, not trying to force the issue one way or the other, whether it's run or pass, and running an offense that is predicated on this is what the defense is giving us, here are the plays we have designed for that, and uh, we need to go out and we need to execute. Uh, I thought that they did a good job of execution, but mostly that offensive line stood out to me. The quarterbacks did not look under a ton of duress yesterday. There were a couple plays where Peyton Thorne scrambled because plays didn't exactly develop the way they were supposed to, but I never got the feeling that he was running for his life yesterday. He even on rewatch, he was comfortable even when he was scrambling. Like he 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 had yeah. the pocket presence in there. He that I is, was like, yeah, that's sneaky, that's gonna be sneaky. an. I about to say that's an underrated portion of what he did yesterday. Is his 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 mobility wasn't like Robbie Ashford athletic, but his ability to avoid the rush that's something I didn't even really see on tape a lot at Michigan State. That I was like, okay, Peyton Thorne has definitely been working on his pocket presence. I, I liked what I saw out of him for that. Yeah, I mean, it was, I thought that they made an effort to push the ball down the field. Uh, guys, there were seven throws, 20 yards or more. Uh, they completed three of them. Shockingly, from 10 to 15 yards, uh, there were only four passes, only one completed. Uh, and he was nearly perfect from 10 yards in. So uh, it was, it was, it was, I would, I mean, there was nothing that was great yesterday, I thought you know, from the quarterback position uh, as far as passing the ball uh, from either quarterback. Uh, But they didn't really need it yesterday. So that's going to be something that they need to continue to develop. Uh, I don't think that it's reasonable to expect it to be completely polished in game one. Uh, But I thought it was a good start. Um, 
my feeling going into this one was Auburn should be able to just go out there and play football and beat this team. And outside of the first drive, that's what they did. <laughs> right? Tyson Pumachon had just enough talent to get them a scoring drive on the first drive. And after that, it was tough sledding uh, for that entire UMass offense the rest of the game. Um, they got kind of like a garbage time touchdown on a busted play or or good play or whatever you want to call it uh, late in the game. I thought there might actually be one more of those the later into the fourth quarter that it got. But, you know, they finished with 14 points uh, overall. I would grade. Uh, well, I'll save grades for later. But, you know, I thought that they did what they needed to do and they didn't show us anything. I don't think you saw right. Auburn's offense yesterday. Right. Right. I thought you saw them go out there and play football, but I don't think you saw Auburn's offense yesterday. Uh, Caesar, you got a chance to watch with a more critical eye, too, having watched it on TV. Uh, give us your thoughts again, man. Have you had a chance to rewatch and, and, and develop more thoughts about what you saw? I haven't had a chance to rewatch, but like I said, uh, just to kind of reiterate your point, Mike, is that the beauty of this is that we can push teams around with our offensive line. And what that go. does is it takes a lot of pressure off of our QBs to have to speed up the time of improving the, the passing offense, which it needs to. But I like the fact that we didn't need to beat them through the air. Um, and I think it's going to take some time with Thorne just being on campus two, three months to develop that that chemistry with the receivers and with his targets. Obviously, he threw to the outside of of from when he should have threw inside like those are sort of things that can be corrected and fixed and cleaned up moving forward but i i think the passing game is a work in progress it was just refreshing to know that we can throw a forward pass yeah and that teams moving forward are going to have to respect the fact that we can throw a forward pass because for the past two years we could come up with a defensive plan hey just stick an extra person in the box and dare auburn to beat you i think this year we will make some teams pay for that. And I think that's encouraging. Um, That's an improvement already going into game one. They're going to build up on the passing game. I, I, I echo B sentiments. We talked about this yesterday. We saw two new linebackers in. We saw new linebackers in playing reps, and I'm still seeing a lot of the problems we saw last year. Um, that's kind of concerning to me, seeing as though we got new faces in that room. Mm. Um, yeah, I don't know what you do about that, especially with the arm tackling at times. That first drive had me really worried about how this game was going to go. It was almost reminiscent of Georgia State first half Ooh. for a drive um, because they could do – they just – whatever they wanted to do on the ground, they could get it. But I'm I'm pleased that once they got past the first script – Auburn adjusted that they were not, they were unable to continue to get yards on ground like they were. But I think about Arkansas. I think about teams that can actually do that. They can run the ball. They have a mobile QB. That's something to keep an eye on uh, as this season goes on because there's teams that can run the ball much better than UMass can. How much improved will we be defensively against that? And I want to see us be able to generate pressure on QBs without having to blitz. I think we blitzed a lot for this to be UMass in game yeah. one. Yeah. Obviously, obviously we had some guys out at the jack position. I want to see us bring pressure with our front four, for sure. Um, pleased with special teams. I thought special teams played well. Guys made plays on special teams. 
Uh, I still would like to see us kicking the into the end zone, but yeah. field goal kicks were good. Punt return was good. I mean, Keontae is that dude. Uh, Betty, Betty may may yeah. get one. He may get one this year. I, I like I like his willingness to run it, and and he has good vision. So, uh, other than all overall, overall, I was pleased. But there are some things that needs to be cleaned up. But again, you got a lot of players, new coaches. I expect there to be things to be cleaned up after week one. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Guys, sticking with the offensive theme here, let's move to the run game. Run The run game was a strength for Auburn over the last four or five games of last season. Uh, it seems like they've continued the theme with an improved offensive line. Sean Jackson led all rushers with 64 yards on five carries, averaged 12.8 yards per attempt. Obviously, he had the one really big run in there. Jeremiah Cobb came in with 57 yards on five carries. Uh, we round out the rushers with uh, Demari Alston, 43 yards on eight carries. He averaged 5.4 yards per carry. Uh, Justin Jones, 33 yards. Brian Batty had 31 yards. He actually had the most attempts. He was tied with him and, and Demar both had eight attempts. Uh, rushing the ball. Uh, and uh, Robbie Ashford, who is not a running back, <laughs> uh, but also turned in 51 yards on seven attempts. <laughs> Auburn total 290 yards on the ground. What do we think about this rushing? I I, I felt like this is going to be a top, top three rushing offense in the league this year. Um, do we feel like they did the job on the ground? How do we feel about the run game? Ike, I'll start with you. Running backs look good. Uh, again, I haven't had an opportunity to go back and watch any film on it in, in detail. But uh, just from what I saw, um, Damari Austin, man, I've been saying this all offseason. I like what he brings. He's that guy who is going to bring the aspect that we would have been missing without Tank, which is making guys miss in the backfield, right? Like when, when it looks like, oh, that's not going anywhere. Damari's a guy who can make make people miss and get still get tough yardage. He runs tough through contact, but he's shifty enough to make guys miss at the point of attack. Um, I like what he's able to do there. He's got good vision um, and his balance just to be able to shift and, and jump from from this gap to the next gap is really good. Um, Brian Batiste seemed to struggle a little bit. I don't I don't know if he was one hundred percent healthy yet. Mm. Um, you know. When he's doing the kick returns, he looked fine. But when he was running the ball, I just didn't see the same kind of power through contact that I saw when I was watching the film of him um, at UC, uh, USF. Mm-hmm. So it'll be interesting to see how that developed. Uh, I like what I saw out of the young guy, uh, Jeremiah Cobb, when he came into the game. He um, showed some really good quickness to the outside uh, and the ability to just kind of find the crease on the the long run that he had and get upfield. Uh, his, his speed is 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 top notch. That's good breakaway speed. That's a guy who he he can be a home run threat for Auburn in the future where it's like if you if you miss an assignment, you miss a gap and he gets to the second level, good luck. Yeah. Cuz that yeah. could be ta- that could be tail lights real quick. 
Um, and then Sean Jackson, man, Sean Jackson, he, yeah, he man. probably had the most impressive run of the day as far as yeah. him being shifty uh, through in, in between the tackles and then having enough balance to get to daylight and keep his balance and then break away. I was I was I was impressed with Sean Jackson's ability to run the ball um, on that run in particular. Yeah. Uh, so I, the rushing attack, no issues there. You know, there was, I think we only had like two negative plays the entire day in the run game. Uh, again, not going to jump up and down about it because it's UMass. But let's be clear, UMass had a top 10 defense last year. And in the first game, they didn't show signs of relenting, right? So I know people mm-hmm. want to give, you know, oh, it's just UMass. It's just UMass. Mm-hmm. UMass gave everybody, including Texas A&M, like their power five opponents last year, had issues with UMass. Yeah. That defensive coordinator is one of the better defensive minds in all of college football. Yeah. Consistently yeah. gives people problems, consistently generating tackles for loss. Negative plays is how they make their bread and butter. Only two of those for Auburn yesterday. Mm. That's not that's that's not something you just gloss over as if, oh, it's just UMass. No, that's a real that's a real statistic to look at and say they didn't do what they typically do. And that you have to credit our ability from this offensive line standpoint and from just strategically how they decided to attack. Coach Hugh Freeze, very familiar with him, had some better athletes to line up against him this time, and it showed. Yeah. Uh, guys, uh, the run game, man. How did you guys feel about this top three run game in the SEC, Caesar? Uh, we averaged 6.6 yards per carry. That's a first down every two, two carries. That's good. Yeah. We're good. Um, and, and the, just, and, and I'm happy for Hugh Freeze wanted to play a lot of guys today or yesterday. Yeah, he did he wanted to play a lot of guys. So to see guys like Justin Jones get in there and average eight yards per carry mm. to see Sean Jackson break off that big, like, I'm happy for these guys. Um, and it, and it makes you feel good knowing that we were down our star running back. And this is what we, we almost ran for 300 yards yesterday mm. without our star running back. So, I, I, this room has been the one of the deepest rooms. Credit to Cadillac for for bringing these kids in, developing them, and having them ready to go. Um, that's a testament to him. Mm-hmm. Um, but we also we and we've always have had guys in that room. It's not like we just got them, but now they have a line to run behind, which is scary for opposing defenses in our league. We've already had dudes. Now we got dudes in front of dudes. Big, dudes big. blocking for dudes, basically. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So it's, it's, it's an exciting time for this Auburn offense. And again, it, all that does is make life easier for the QB to operate because the defense is worried about being gashed. 6.6 yards per carry? That's not something you gloss over if you're a defensive coordinator facing Auburn. Mm. Brian, what did you think about Jeremiah Cobb, man? Uh, the youngster uh, got a significant amount of playing time in this one. I, I have to admit I was wrong about how much they would play him. Uh, uh, what do you think about Cobb? And if Jarquez Hunter plays, who's the odd man out? <laughs> that's that's and, what's tough. And this, and this whole rushing palooza that we saw yesterday. <laughs> that's what's tough about, oh, well, Cobb looked great with the touches that he got and something that was noted by the the chat yesterday and even by a couple people talked to after, he picked up a blitz that was, he picked up the right man. He was in the right spot to pick up the blitz. Mm. That's important because that's usually what even the most talented running backs miss on. It's the mental side. You haven't even gotten 
RB1 snaps in practice. It's not like you've been working with Peyton Thorne. I think he was in there with Robbie, if I'm not mistaken. If, 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 I, if I'm wrong, y'all correct me. But well, he was in there. the Blitz? Yeah. Or was he in there with Thorne? I think it was Thorne. Okay. I think so. So he, I don't know how they distribute. And Hugh Freeze has said this. He's like, man, I'm going to play everybody. He said he was going to play everybody. He seemed to play everybody. But guys are ready when they get their number call. That's important. That's incredibly important because that has to build trust in him from the staff to know, all right, well, if we get down to Cobb, we'll be fine. If we want to make him the second running back out there, we'll be fine. We're going to be set at running back. Cobb looked very fast, (laughs) very fast (laughs) in that touchdown run he had, which is encouraging. I'm assuming he's just as much of a, a power back as he is a speed back. We may be looking at a, I don't want to make comparisons yet. I'm overreact later. Not right now. Soon, though. Soon. But I like him with Robbie because that, those are two extremely fast backs. I know Damari is – we don't have a slow running back on this team. Not even Sean Jackson, honestly. Mm. But the fastest back with the fastest quarterback, I think that's something that we probably see more of because once once Cobb got in the game, he was paired with Robbie – I don't want to say exclusively, but a lot. He was in there with Robbie a lot. I really like the idea of them, them being on the field together. Mm. Uh, let's get to some super chats here before we continue the conversation about offense. Uh, Cleveland Brown says, War Eagle Winters here. Red Zone Robbie. Uh, I want to take this time to acknowledge that Ike Jones was the first to tweet out Red Zone you're darn, you're darn right I was. And then ESPN decided that they would scour his Twitter for good ideas, and then they started I like, it. <laughs> I, I'm not saying they got it from me. I'm just saying it's a little convenient that after I tweeted it out, they started doing it. They definitely I'm got just it from saying. you. I'm you know, just saying. They got it from you. Uh, Red Zone Robbie, uh, hey, we're going to get to Red Zone Robbie here in a you, second. You deserve your uh, credit, Ike. You deserve <laughs> your credit. And today, we're going to make sure you get it. ESPN stole it from you, okay? <laughs> yeah. Okay. A- AD. Just like they do with every every other talent that's out there. They steal it, okay? Yeah. And then they fire it. Um, <laughs> AD says, congrats to TJ Finley on a huge upset over Baylor and getting a QBR over 96.2, though he beat, um, beat out for QB. He got beat out for QB1, guess not. Still happy with our QB room, Wardam Eagle. Yeah, TJ Finley had a big day yesterday. Yesterday. They were among the biggest upsets, I think, in college football with Texas State, right? Being, yeah, uh, yeah. You know, beating mm-hmm. be, beating Baylor. So uh, yeah. certainly we'll, we'll get into through. it. We'll get into it. Yeah, we'll definitely get into that. Um, Scott Chapman, appreciate the super set, says, let's call the whiteout the freeze out for games. Uh, yeah, I don't mind that. Listen, as long as you keep putting 59 on the board, you can call whatever you want. Just keep putting 59 on the board. I think fans will definitely be happy with that. Uh, Jeff. Re-Amanian. We got DeAndre Carter, y'all. Freeze warning in effect. Did we get Carter? Did that yes, happen? Yes, he's, committed. he's committed. Wow. Hugh Freeze is on fire. Trevon Reed tweeted out this morning, we ain't done yet. I had no clue that's what he was talking about, but now we You know. already know something's about to happen if he tweets that. You already yeah. know. Just just, just go ahead and get ready. <laughs> it's a wrap. It's a wrap. Auburn dad for life. Just saying again, along with the win and now four-star O-lineman. Uh, listen. That was, that was huge. I huge mean. We got an offensive lineman. We, now, we've said this. Putting proof of concept on field is going to help in recruiting. Now, Ike had noted he said, like, we were sitting in the booth, and Ike looked at me and was like, damn, Mike, look at all the recruits down there. And I was like, yep, yeah. that's a lot of them. It was a grip <laughs> of recruits at the game. It, it was a whole gaggle of them down yeah. on the field. 
Just yeah, cool. <laughs> <laughs> uh, harem of recruits um, down on the field, uh, and, hair, they, but, uh, <laughs> and uh, they got to witness pause. a great environment uh, with a lot of scoring. And if you're on offense, you love to see that. They really uh, put something. They put on a show for recruits yesterday, and I was happy to see that. I think they need to continue that. I want to thank Chris K for uh, becoming a member, for being a member for 30 months. And he says, the running back room is legit. Top three in the SEC, guys. I'm telling you, Jarquez Hunter yeah. didn't even play yesterday. You're not going to get a break. Auburn yeah, is not giving you a reprieve when they ch- when they change out running back, so get ready for it. Lisa Wise, I uh, appreciate Lisa, longtime listener and subscriber. Love our kick and punt returners. They get the ball and are full speed in two steps, no hesitating yeah. dancing, looking for holes, just boom, he gone. That's true. Uh, let's stick here for a second. Thanks. Ike, your guy Keontae Scott was taking chances out there at the punt return. He, Listen, that's who he is, man. Oh, man. He was gambling and it was paying off. Should we expect he's, more of this from Keontae Scott? He's yeah, fearless. I mean, again, just, he just kind of is who he is, man. He was that guy from the first time he got on campus last year when he was returning punch. You were like, oh, wait, why is he? Oh, well, I guess that worked out. Never mind. Right? Like, he's just like, if if there's a chance for me to make a play, I'm going to go try to make a play. Uh, the one that bounced over his head and he ran backwards to grab it. And then he ends up still getting like 30 yards in the return. I was just like, bro, like what? I mean, you can't do anything, but just be like, hey, he he's a ball player. And so he's, he's going to go out there and do his thing, man. I, I like what he brings to the team in the punt return game. Uh, yeah, oh, yeah, he gets north and south really quick. And that's what you want in your punt. Like, that's what makes them so dangerous is they know how to get north really Real fast. Yeah. And and Keontae does it really well. So much so to where there was a time where you didn't want are your punt returners at Auburn to take chances. I'm okay with Keontae taking chances because the payoff of him being able to do that is very likely. Mm-hmm. So, no. Uh I know the 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 president is it still president or vice president of the Keontae Scott fan club? Is it? Is, well, so we had the opportunity to meet his uncle uh, okay. before yep. the game, and I, I think he says that he's officially his biggest fan. But okay. I still will claim that I'm the the president of the fan club. So he's he he's maybe he's the biggest member of the club, but I'm the president. You're running the club for the uncle, so yeah, you're president. Yeah, 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 yeah gotcha. Okay, fact. okay. Yeah, Got we saw him much. outside of Stacks Pancake Kitchen, yep, which is also exactly a sponsor of the War Report. So uh, yeah. go check out Stacks. Had a bomb omelet there before uh, we got into game festivities. Uh, Lisa, appreciate this comment. Again, I thought the kick return was a uh, huge, yeah, huge Batsy highlight. Looked, looked electric from the very oh, first man. time he touched it. I was like, yo, they really kicked it to him, bro. Yeah. Like he, <laughs> I, was, I was shocked. I was like, no, I was they, surprised. I thought about you oh, too. Wow. Like, I was like, they, they I, did I, I guess they are kicking uh, it to him. Yeah, yeah. I mean, here's what, here's what, where an underrated part of having good kick returners is, is that teams have to expend energy trying to kick away from them and mistakes yeah. happen. Right. Right. So it's like, right. oh, don't kick to him. And then he shanks one out of bounds. Like just the fear of the returner can really create uh, havoc for other teams. So it's interesting. Yeah, they start Space. doing stuff like squib kicking or trying to like mm-hmm. sky. Mm-hmm. Like they just do all kinds of stuff that's uncharacteristic or, and, uh, or unless and, they have a kicker helps. who can kick it out of the back of the end zone. Yeah, right. But what it does is it helps you with field position, too, because you're doing all of that and you're you're giving them field position without kicking it to your guy who was going to get you good field position anyway. Yeah. So yeah. It's, it's it's just like pick your poison. Did we shank a, a, a kickoff yesterday 
So I, I haven't rewatched it. We did have a kickoff go out of bounds, but somebody on Twitter was saying they were trying to kick into a void that they saw coming out of halftime uh, for UMass, and it just he kicked it a little too far. Interesting. Uh, so it wasn't necessarily a shank; it was intentional. I haven't had an opportunity to go back and watch that yet because a uh, crazy situation with us on the elevator trying to get back up to the that. Goal. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, we'll talk about enough. that at another time. Christian <laughs> um, <laughs> Crawford says Robbie Ashford for QB one in due time. We're going to talk about quarterbacks here, guys, in just a second. Uh, appreciate this uh, super chat. Uh, B. Will's forehead says, I know people are down on Thorne, but just because he only had one TD don't mean he needs to be QB2. Also, South Carolina and Florida are straight cheeks. Are we? Um, I don't know if people are, are down, down on Thorne. On Thorne? On Thorne. If, if you, you shouldn't be. If you are well, down, you, you shouldn't be just, just, you shouldn't be. It's too early for down. I don't know. Again, I, I, I need to rewatch it, but. I, I, don't get I, 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 heard, I, I heard some conversations. Okay, yeah, uh, from, yeah I don't know people. Yeah, I, I, yeah. I want to save these comments because again, we're going to address quarterback uh, specifically. I know everybody will be getting have their pencils out to quote me. The war dam from Turkey. It's late over here, but I wanted to stop by to say hello. Hey, listen, man, from welcome. Turkey. Be wow. safe over <laughs> in Turkey, way, man. My man. Uh, assuming that you're serving, thank you for your service. Stay safe. Uh, our prayers go out to you. Uh, AU alum ninety four. Mike G and Ike are right. Jay Fair and K Scott are those guys. Listen, guys. In life, there are people <laughs> who have the courage. To say what needs to be said, pick a guy and stick with him. Keontae Scott, Jay Fair. Listen, low those key, guys balled low, yesterday. Hey, this hate to cut you off, Mike, but low key, your boy Malcolm was getting some catches too. Yeah, Ma- Malcolm key, got busy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Malcolm and Jay Fair were eating yesterday. So, right, you know, key, I'm, I'm right. He's been dealing with injuries, but yeah. uh, you know, the adjustments to to you know those those like kind of like back shoulder throws that Holden was throwing him and he went to the ground. I wouldn't be surprised to see him if injuries continue move up the depth chart. They still think he's a lot of people still think he's the fastest guy on the team. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. And if you've got speed and you're shorthanded, if you're Hugh Freeze and he's healthy, I just don't know why you don't give Malcolm a shot. Right. Um, I mean, uh, we'll, and again, we'll get to receiver right after we talk quarterback. But, you know, uh, good point. Look, Miss Malcolm Johnson is a talented guy. And a lot of people are like, oh, you're off the Malcolm Johnson train. I was like, yeah, but he's just he's just hurt. What can you do yeah. when a guy is hurt? <laughs> yeah, I st- I've never doubted his talent. Right now. But, you know, health is one of those things some players struggle with throughout their careers. Unfortunately, you hate to see that, man. But hopefully he gets healthy, man, and stays healthy, because I think that if he's healthy, every coach that has come in has loved Malcolm Johnson. Harson loved him. You know, Hugh Freeze loves him. They like Malcolm Johnson in this program. I'm telling you, he's a great kid. Um uh, so Nina says, I also love this Auburn team. Uh, didn't have a lot of flags, not a ton of penalties yesterday. Uh, there were some, which we'll get to when we talk about quarterback on some plays that Robbie had that were a little disappointing. But again, we'll talk about that. And then Thomas Jones with the super sticker. If there was a comment that went with this. I tried to find it. Didn't you didn't find it? it so. Okay. Yeah. Well, we appreciate you, Thomas, uh, for this comment. Uh, before we get to the break, guys, let's talk wide receiver. Auburn. Uh, had a decent day, I guess, throwing the ball. Uh, there were 203 yards through the air. Peyton Thorne threw for 141 yards on 18 attempts, 10 completions uh, for 55.6 per, uh, completion percentage. 
uh, he had an adjusted of 55.6. So they're saying there were no drops uh, out there for Peyton Thorne. Uh, no, there were no drops. drops. Yeah, yeah I, I'm, and, and, and quite honestly, uh, pro, football fo- uh, pro Football Focus did not record a single drop by any receiver in this game. Really? Not even Burdens? Yeah, but I say the Caleb one yeah, definitely was a drop. I yeah, yeah. Th- 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 yeah, they, yeah, they didn't record. We'll okay. see if they update that. But as of now, they, they didn't record any drops. Um, uh, Holden had uh, two attempts, two completions, so he was 100% on the day. All, uh, Robbie had uh, two completions on six attempts uh, for 33.3%. But again, when we get the quarterback, we'll talk about it. What do we feel about the day that the wide receivers had, um, you know, you know, catching balls for these quarterbacks. Jay Fair obviously stood out, so I won't spend a ton of time talking about him. What did you guys see from the wide receiver core, Caesar? Um, some of the names that we've been hearing all fall camp, we we I understand why some of these guys were getting a lot of praise. Uh, obviously, Jay Fair stands out. He looks good in open field as well. Very shifty. Uh, Javaris Johnson uh, made some very tough catches. He doesn't have the yards to really reflect all what he did, but he made a very uh, tough catch on on one of the one of those uh, drives that we had. Uh, Shane Hooks looks good. Um, again, these are guys who I would like to see some more targets. I know we attempted to target Camden Brown. Mm-hmm. Um, I think as he he gets more burned, there's going to be some opportunities for him. Um, I would have liked to have seen Shorter get an opportunity, but I, I don't know if he was targeted. Do we have that they try to target him? Uh, yeah, no, no targets for Shorter. Um, Fairweather, uh, the, these are guys whose names I expect to hear in the, in, in the coming weeks. Uh, but it was, it was good to see guys like Malcolm Johnson Jr. Uh, catch, catch the ball. That back shoulder throw, we're throwing that really well. And obviously that's something that's a part of Hugh Freeze's offense that he wants his QBs to be able to do. We do that extremely well. Um, that, that was there. I think we did that for, did Shane Hooks catch? He caught a couple of those, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, so that back shoulder throw is 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 a feature in our offense. I'm looking forward to also to Shane Hooks, uh, Fairweather, uh, Camden Brown getting some opportunities to catch some fades in the end zone um, as well. Obviously, again, you're not showing a lot of your playbook, but the opportunities that our receivers did get. We was able to take advantage of them. There wasn't a lot of drops, so that was good to see. Um, so, yeah, I was pleased with our receivers on yesterday. Uh, Brian, are you surprised that only four receivers caught passes yesterday? Only four receivers caught passes yesterday. Uh, nothing from the tight ends at all. No, I'm not. I can't say I'm surprised. I, I didn't think a lot of guys got separation. Mm. Yeah. Jay Fair is fast enough and quick enough to create separation. He did that. Javarius Johnson is fast enough and quick enough. And even the pass he caught, he was actually contested pretty well. He just, he, he was covered. He just caught yeah, it. Well, I caught it yeah. right. But he can also create separation. We still seem to have an issue with guys who aren't great at separating outside of the slot position. I think probably all three guys who will play slot will be able to separate because they have the speed and the quickness to do so. Outside, who's going to separate for us and make some very easy passes for the quarterbacks? Between Hooks, Hooks was open because he's tall, not because he was open. And that's a significant difference between being a guy who can run a route, get the defense confused, and then just raise his hand and be wide open. So I think we're going to find out more as the year goes on because I don't think they showed everything they want to show. You know what I'm saying? Like they're not, they're setting 
habits and setting tendencies right now for people to see for later. They got to go on the road and play a game in, in very foreign territory. So I'm sure they, they didn't break out everything they're going to show. But I expect more guys to get involved as the year goes on. I wouldn't be surprised if they're saving Fairweather targets for later in the year. That wouldn't surprise me at all. You want him to be a big part of the offense. He's too dynamic an athlete to leave him out of the offense. So save some of those targets, some of those looks, some of those plays you have drawn up for him. And uh, get back at it next week. Maybe we'll see a little more.